What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, peace. Uh, welcome back. Mega Late Show. I'm Mega. This is episode number 140. Uh, and the Mega Late Show is a Tokyo-based hip-hop art and culture podcast. We're coming in super hot. I didn't really do much prep for this episode, but I'm happy to be here. Happy Black History Month. Uh, rest in peace to Double K of uh, People Under the Stairs and Ricky Powell, two really important hip-hop cats uh, who left too soon. This episode is brought to you in part by Soul Dope 95 who we literally just decided to use 47 seconds ago. Uh, yeah, so uh, what's up, gentlemen? I want to start by introducing my guest host today, Wes Atlas, the young Wesy. Yo, what's up? I'm glad to be back. Yo, good to see you, man. Yeah. Uh, you were here last time on episode number 133, mm-hmm. which is where I had a conversation with you and uh, Tommy Crane. Uh, what is that, like half of the Soul Gossa crew? Yeah, Okay. exactly half. I'm going to turn you up some since you got your mask on just a little yeah, bit yeah. here. What do, what do you got, blue mic? Yeah. All right, yeah, bet. All right. Okay, yeah, Um. shoot. What are we gonna do today, Wes? We, we might as well we well, might as well gonna, just get right into it. Yeah, uh, brought my friend with me here today, Viva Ola. Hey, we talked about him a lot last time, but he's another member of our Solgasa Collective, and uh, we're gonna get into his. I mean, this is your job. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I, I just kind of like you know taking it all in really quickly. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Um, I mean, Viva Ola, peace, man. Hello. Nice to meet you, brother. Nice to meet you. Hey, um, I've been listening to your music a lot. I've been really enjoying your music. I've been introducing people to your music. I've played it multiple times on episodes over the last month or two, um, especially after we decided that we would record. And, uh, you know, your music really connects with, really connects with the dancers, man. (laughs) A lot of the homies that dance are like, yo, what is this? What is this? Who is this person? And I was like, I don't even know. I just know his music. I know the music. (laughs) And so when you came in today, I didn't ask you many questions because I wanted to kind of try to find out exactly Mm -hmm. who you were. I didn't do any research. But I will say that, you know, we've had a lot of artists on the podcast over the last few years. And the last time, and, and, and not to like diminish uh, any any of your potential Wes or anybody else's that's been on the podcast, but there have been a few times when I was like, yo, this cat is talented and I think this cat is going to blow up. And one of the times that I felt like that was with Devin Morrison. And I don't know if you guys know Devin Morrison, but I was right. <laughs> Devin Morrison has blown up. I mean, he's in Los Angeles working with Mind Design, um, just a variety of people. You know, uh, Masego, like, Post like, yo, I need the new album. His he's like featured all over the place and just really an incredible artist. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I when I heard your music, I was like, yo, this this sound, which which is we'll get into kind of like what genre it is and what approach it is. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this sound is like really good. Like people who don't even maybe listen to this genre of music here and they're like, oh. I want to walk and go get a coffee to this. It's just mm. good music, man. Thank so, you. So I'm excited to, to learn more about that. Appreciate it. T- tell us um, tell us who you are. Uh, I'm an R&B artist, uh, producer, singer-songwriter, Vivaola. Uh, that's pretty much it. I don't really, I don't know. I just like R&B. I like hip-hop. Is that what genre this would be, R&B? I, you know, I don't like the word genre. It's okay. like, you know, it's that's like all of us. It's like, you know categorizing our music is kind of yeah. like like squaring it down like making it 
you know, dicing it up, you know, taking all the little bits and bits like it's, you know, you can't really explain it with one word. I guess it's it, the worst person to ask about what genre <laughs> their music is or artist. You know what I mean? Genres, <laughs> genres work well when you're organizing a record collection or planning mm -hmm. some marketing. Yeah. So I, I, I that's that's kind of like uh, why I'm like, I don't know what genres this is because one song sounds like this. Another mm -hmm. song sounds kind of like that. And right. I don't know the demarcations <laughs> of R&B. So I was like, oh, OK, this is R&B. Got it. Now right, I know. Right. But I think uh, in terms of my roots, you know. We all have roots in like in terms of like music, ethnicity, background, but I think my roots in music is R and B and mostly black music. Okay. And you're primarily like a singer songwriter? Yes. Do you also do the production on your music? Yeah, I do all of my production. Oh there. shit. So I mean nice. nice. <laughs> like it's a variety <laughs> of sounds, man. Mm -hmm. oh, where do you come from? I uh I was born in uh Seoul, Korea. Uh South Korea, but I was raised in Japan, Tokyo. Is your ethnic background Korean? Yes. Oh, that must have been interesting for you, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't really grow up listening to, like, Japanese music. To be honest, like, like you know, J-pop and, you know, whatever whatever Japanese music. I was mm -hmm. more raised under Korean music, Korean hip-hop, Korean R&B, Korean pop, K-pop. Mm. That's blown up right now. You know, but, yeah. Mm. Musically, though, I was more drawn into, like, jazz music. You know, and like funk and all that. You know, this morning I came up to him like listening to Michael Jackson, mm. Dangerous album. Oh yeah, yeah. I had that on cassette when oh. it dropped. Wow. I got it for Christmas. Cassette? Yeah, I'm an old uh. guy. I'm, well, <laughs> I mean, I always say that, but I don't feel old until I'm around really young people. <laughs> so when I get around young Wesley over here, I'm like, oh yeah, my back hurts. I forgot about <laughs> that. But yeah, yeah, I'm I, I'm 37, so I got that on cassette in like '91 or whenever it came mm -hmm. out. Yeah, 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 91, yeah, 1991. So yeah. You, both of your parents uh, are of Korean uh, ethnicity, and you guys, they, they must have moved to Japan, or are they first generation here? I mean, the moment I realized I was in Japan, so I low-key identify myself as Japanese, because I don't really speak Korean that much, you know, if you know me. I you mean, know? you speak Korean, right. but... I do, but I don't, you know, my first language, or my mother tongue is Japanese. Sure. And, you know, it's just that my background is Korean. It's kind of hard right. to you know, explain, but no, I get it completely. Yeah. You know, I'm, my my dad is a is black and native black Native American. My mother is Filipino, but I'm mm. hella American. My mom came to the United States. My dad is in a, his family's are it, it literally escaped slaves that joined a Native American mm. tribe. So, like, I don't speak Tagalog. I don't speak any Filipino dialects. I don't speak anything uh, from the Native American tribe. I'm hella American, so I kind of get where you come from. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's like the same thing. It's like you know, you you know who you are as you know in your blood and all that, but you just don't feel like it sometimes, you know. Right. And you know, living in Japan, there was like so many times where I feel isolated because of that, you know. Mm -hmm. And your family is the only one you have, you know, that understands you. I was gonna say that's a that's a curious upbringing, especially uh, like. Do you mind telling me how old you are, or approximately? I'm 22. Okay, right I mean, so you're you're a bit of a younger generation, but historically, people who are of Korean um, heritage or ethnicity growing mm -hmm. up in Japan are considered outsiders. It it can be mm -hmm. uh, a, a childhood or an upbringing with a lot of adversity. Did yes. you do you kind of feel like you went through those some of those things? Yeah, I mean, people usually say that you know that's not a thing anymore. 
you know i mean it, it is. is it is less though right you know but it's still a thing you know and you you could you can you know you say that because you've never been through that right. and you don't feel it's, it's not as close to you but it's still there you know nike just had that advertisement that came out a few mm-hmm. uh months ago with a uh, moment june right yeah, and it, you know it was um it was like uh japanese and black korean it's growing up here so right. uh I, I think that you're right. It's it's much less prevalent now, but it is still an issue, especially in places that are less diverse around Japan. Right, like The right. fucking entire Inaka, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's true, that's true. Yeah. So what part of... Um, I, mean, I don't really want to get into anything about like the socio-political elements of your experience, but did you, you grew up here, you had a fairly decent childhood and mm-hmm. all of those things? Yeah, it's... No... I mean, it sounds it sounds like I had a bad childhood speaking, you know, like this. It's just an introduction just now, but like, right. you know, I had I had a lot of fun, you know. It's sure. not it's not like, you know, being bullied and being, you know, what discriminated. Right. All that is just my childhood. It's just, that's just like 5% of my childhood, you know. Oh, sorry. And everything else just, you know, all the music, all the just friends, non-music friends. You know, was Atlas here mm-hmm. with the crew and, you know, all the people that support me. It's just, you know, it's g- good times. What, what part of Japan did you grow up in? Tokyo. Just Tokyo. Oh, that's so fucking tight, mm-hmm. right, Wes? Like, mm-hmm. just like, I'm from Tokyo. Yeah. What, what part of Tokyo? Uh, I moved around a lot. I mean, I, I used to live in Adachi, Adachi okay. uh, and then I moved to Takanobaba. Hey, right down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, you grew up. You're like Yamanote boys. Hey. Oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> My daughter is repping Yamanote. You know what oh I mean? yeah. Mass city and boy. <laughs> right. No, and then right. I went to Osaki, which is also Yamanote, right? And then you know, and then Meguro right now. So. Oh man, that's that's like a really fascinating type of upbringing. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's one of those things like. As a, as a child that didn't grow up in like a huge city, you see all the kind of art and culture uh, associated with your San Francisco's, your New York's and Tokyo's. And, right, right. you know, like name a London, name a huge city. And you just kind of always kind of imagine being in those type of epicenters. But here you are just growing up within them. Yeah. Like in Tokyo, like because when you say Tokyo, there's a lot of part of Tokyo. Like, you know, there's a the west part of right. Tokyo. It's like. Represent exactly uh, a little more inaka than the twenty three <laughs> right, word, you know. Right. And then there's like east, you know, like Edogawa that right. side. And then there's the Adachi, obviously right. the north. And then there's Minato and all the Toyosu and like that kind of bougie kind of part of the Tokyo, low key. And then there's like you know it's high key bougie, high key. <laughs> high no, but yeah, I would I would consider Setagai more, you know, okay. bougie to be okay. honest for living. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think moving around, you know, because I had to move every two years because my dad's job, you know, okay. around different part of Tokyo. So I didn't really connect with the location, you know, I didn't, you know, I mean, when I was in like uh, Berkeley, I, w- I used to go to Berkeley in Boston okay. in the U.S. But when people would be like, you know, I'm from San Francisco and like this part of San Francisco and they'll connect, you know, from the location, I would be like, I'm from Tokyo, but like Tokyo, yeah, you know, not any Tokyo, just Tokyo yeah. in general. So, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it I sounds like a really dope experience. Mm-hmm. That's just me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, growing up, did you were you uh, like introduced to music? Like, I, I know you said you listened to a lot of music that was not Japanese music, a lot of Korean mm-hmm. music, a lot of uh, black music. Well, mm-hmm. most most music is black music to be. Nah, real, you yeah. know what I mean. Let's, let's but get but I get what you I, yeah. I get what you're saying though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But were you? 
you know, it's a common thing for the youth to kind of be pushed into the mm -hmm. arts and to sit down and have to learn to play a piano for a few years. Did did you have that experience? Yeah, I had I had to play piano from like elementary school, like first year to third year, you know. But I really hated it. I just didn't like it. But you know, I had to sit through play piano because of my mom. My is that like a Korean thing? Like just I think that's an everyone's got a i don't want to say asian thing but i think it's maybe asian thing it's like oh. it feels like yeah you know, I, I was never pushed to that in the united states yeah yeah me i feel like sports is more of a like a yeah. push in the united mm -mm -mm. states actually yeah. yeah so you know i stopped playing it after you know third year fourth year and then i got into guitar actually mm. when i was in on, on your own accord you're just like I of course play guitar. yeah, yeah. Okay. you know middle school i listened to lincoln park mm. mm -hmm. and the you know the emo phase the rock face. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you we know, used I to make fun of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was one no, of those I, guys. No, no actually, Linkin Park was, you know, they, they did that whole re uh, reanimated album with like executioners right. on it and shit. So I was rocking with them. They fine. Yeah. You know, they're like kind of hybrid, hybrid kind of genre, you know. Right. And then I think that's when I got into like the, the rap mm. kind of community because I was, you know, that was, that was kind of like the low key rap music when, mm. you know, it's like the all the screamo thing and then suddenly it's like the rap thing, you know. Not too complicated, yeah. Mm -hmm. But just interesting so. blended genres there. Exactly, I mean, yeah. didn't they have an, uh, a collaborative album with Jay Z as well, mm -hmm. or at least a couple tracks? It was right? Jay Z, yeah, with the uh, Ninety Nine Problems. Okay, bet. Oh yeah, and speaking of which, I love Jay Z, and then that's why I got into Jay Z. You know. Okay. And you know his style and his that boom bap kind of era. You know. Mm. Yeah, and then you know I kind of went back to history because you know they sample from the jazz right. and all that and then i got into jazz music then went back again to r&b and then i think i settled okay phase yeah so in retrospect now you kind of appreciate your parents pushing you towards uh learning instruments and music or you're yeah. just like ah fuck that uh, no i think it's because they pushed me into playing piano okay i you know i came to hate it and then that's how i got into guitar i think okay. kind of can appreciate it's, it it's good that it didn't push you like away from music completely exactly though. yeah i wonder how often that happens because yeah. especially in japan like usually if i meet a person who's japanese who is making music now they're like oh yeah i learned how to play this instrument and it taught me music theory or it taught me how to read music and now i'm able to better create art you know, my, my, the vision in my head is easier to put onto, mm. you know, um, a fucking MP3. And, and I'm, I question it because I've got a, I've got a five-year-old daughter and I'm just like, my parents didn't put me into like the drums or nothing. And I want to force that on her, mm. but I know like she might not like it, yeah. but hopefully later in life, she's like, oh yeah, like here's a fucking bop. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like here's a fucking jam for you. I mean, yeah, even yeah. if you don't like push it onto her, like growing up in an environment like this with all this like music around you is it's gonna affect you to a certain extent mm -hmm. i think yeah. some like even if you don't realize you might just like later on be like oh damn i i'm actually into music a lot more than i thought right yeah i mean that's how it happens like even with with like you you mentioned you mentioned like hip-hop introduced you to other music genres because i feel like especially when you start noticing that when you first make the connection between like oh this sample that is only a few seconds long is from this whole 
other piece of music that's really good too it almost starts to especially if you start to make the music it provides like almost a baseline musical education because it's like oh okay well i really like this pete rock flip and it's like oh this is a fucking beautiful track and it kind of pushes you to mm -hmm. study other genres and to learn things right, and the right. beautiful thing about hip-hop is that it using you know psych rock you can create beats that sound like some fucking lincoln park shit and right. it still be hip-hop so right yeah oh that's dope mm -hmm. so how like where does the english come in uh so, you know i had to move you know every two years you know i talked about that but you know um i think starting uh, middle school to high school like first year i went to uh, international school i think what was it middle school wait hold on um no nah, it was fifth grade never mind my bad so you didn't speak any english before that no i didn't know any abc did not. Uh, those international schools are killing it because I was like, you must have grew up in the United States at some point because your English sounds very native level and natural. Right. I mean, but mm. he's like, yeah, was, no. it was also like, no, 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 no. I was thinking like it was because because English thing was also like pushed by my parents because like you know they thought English was sick. You know, it's just it's a good thing to know. You know, it's a good thing to speak English. You know? Yeah. I mean, for a while, like if you wanted to be successful, it's like one of those things. Yeah. Now, like fucking various dialects of Chinese are mm -hmm. just as important when it comes to global commerce, but English right. is still that joint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so I went to international school from fifth grade to up to high school first year or yeah. Yeah. And then I met this guy after going to, yeah, we met in high school. We went yeah. to oh, no high school, yeah. In Colorado? No, no. Oh, here. you okay, here. Yeah, okay, that's, that's when right. I came back. So gotcha. we like came into the same high school right, at the same right. time. So, okay. Yeah, so back when I was going to international school, he was at in Colorado. It was in Colorado. Yeah. 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 So we entered as like return or I entered as like a returning, returning student. Yeah. And I entered as a a zaikyo. How do you explain zaikyo? Like mm. you know, something Japanese. You know, that Korean, <laughs> Japanese, Chinese, Japanese, all that. Mm. Okay. Type of. Like you they make that distinction. Like you have like a different color. Like fucking. Yo, yeah. No shit. It's like you're not from here, but you've been here long enough to be considered Japanese. I guess. Yeah. Why not just <laughs> let you wear the same gym clothes? Yeah, you know? True. Oh, that's yeah. kind of strange. I, no, right? oh, no, it's not about like the distinction doesn't happen once you're in the school. It's yeah, about yeah. how you apply to the school. Yeah. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's oh, that's that's it, much less nefarious. Yeah. Than what I was it's thinking. It's mostly yeah. the the knowledge, like you okay. know, because. Because I went to international school, I don't know any, you know, mathematic like terminologies in Japanese, but I know every like algebra and all that mm. in English. Okay. So they test you with the, you know, English skills and all that. Gotcha. And considering, yeah. Mm. Just like the returnees, yeah. How yeah. did y'all? How did y'all meet? Were you like, hey, you don't look Japanese? And you're like, you don't look Japanese either. <laughs> no, but I look more Asian, so you know, yeah, I think right. it was. And especially, I wasn't like part of the the returnee ones because I think returnee were was were more cool. In a sense, <laughs> in that school, yeah, and like you know, even though I spoke English, like they didn't see it that way. Like once I spoke English, they're like, "Wait, you can speak English?" And I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit, dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking over here." It's yeah. also because my paper, it's yeah, like, right, all that. It's also because the the majority of the students in our grade would enter like at the regular time in April, but we came in just September. a group of like 15 kids right. entered in September. So we already were like before we entered the school, we were already. Um, meeting up like to do mm -mm. I don't know like some summer classes or something yeah so from oh, there yeah. yeah were both of you interested in music already at this point or not me I mean I was into music but he I mean you were into rapping 
not really not yet i mean i just like to listen to what's on the radio and try to like mimic that but i it was just for fun i mean you had good ears though i mean because i think the first time we met up like in terms of music was like or not met up like we connected we connected mm-hmm. was like second year mm-hmm. high school second year for like our mm. school festival yeah because when you did the macklemore some rap. shit like that yeah. yeah tell me about this macklemore <laughs> <laughs> i want to no. know i want to every keep it off <laughs> like every every I, mean, I don't know if i'm a white boy but every white boy's introduction to like <laughs> learning how to rap is probably macklemore oh <laughs> i mean it, it, there's 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 a lot of different levels of it like yeah. it depends on your era like a lot of cats is like Oh, Eminem. Oh, true. And, and Macklemore is kind of like that 2000s mm-hmm. aughts mm-hmm. generation of white white boy. Yeah. 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 No, because yeah, it's yeah. just like, uh, you know, that like fast choppy. Yeah. The uh, the can't hold us. Yeah, that can't song. hold us. Yeah. Return of the Mac. That's the one. Can you still do that? Maybe, but I bust don't it, wanna. bust it. You want me to put a beat on? <laughs> nah, no, no, I don't. No, want no. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually, I've always hated on Macklemore for a variety of reasons, <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't really need to do that. It's like yeah. I had homies that grew up uh, making music around him in in Tacoma and in Seattle, mm-hmm. and um, a few of them had voiced their discontent with that thrift stop uh, thrift store song that he blew up with oh, yeah, yeah. because <laughs> he basically remade a version of the local artist doing the very same concept and so a lot of those cats who were underground cats shout out to everybody on the soul board and rest of form bodies board but they were all like yo fuck fuck that kid Mm. but i mean like what's the name ryan lewis yeah phenomenal producer Mm. macklemore can rap he gets a lot of uh dislike largely just because he's trying to be himself which Mm -hmm. happens to be just like a a regular ass white dude (laughs) you know what i mean it's just like all right like do that that's fine to do that but it's also kind of like corny to a lot of people yeah yeah but you know it's good that's good that he i mean he's a he's an mc Mm -hmm. he raps and Mm -hmm. he cares about the culture so yeah uh, yeah okay you know and then you did that at a school festival you know was performed a cover of it right yeah yeah something like that yeah and i was doing another band where i was playing guitar acoustic guitar for this acoustic band and mm. we played like you know we don't play hip-hop we played like you know zed that was like radio music you know okay all that alicia keys though you know mm. good stuff so when does the idea for you guys to start working together come along it was it seems like two very disparate and like separate approaches to our appreciation for mm-hmm. music where you guys were just like we cool so let's was it me first or you it was first? a garage band remember that yeah, but was it me first or you first? I forgot. Or it was, was you it just, first? You, okay. I think you were playing around on GarageBand. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. were like, "Yo, like yeah, write something." Yeah. Yeah. See, so I was I was working on my you know GarageBand skills back in like third year because I wanted to low key pursue music. I wasn't too sure yet by then, but so you already had the idea in mind. I did. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, mm. but you know, we wrote some music and he rapped on it. I still have the audios. Oh, God. Not going to play those, though. <laughs> no, what you do, you wait, like, you know, 20 years when you guys have, you know, established yourselves as, like, really crazy, and then you drop it, you know, on whatever. Uh, it's, uh. it's fun to just, you know, like, a lot of the music that I made in my early 20s with my friends for fun, never to be released, like, a lot of that shit is lost. So hold mm. on to that, because those memories are... Oh, you don't have it anymore? Nah, man. Like, even... A few years back when they washed MySpace, it's like, oh, there goes like there goes like a fucking, you know, an LP worth of music oh. there, too. 
So, because a, a lot of times, you know, back then we weren't even recording into a, a a computer. We were using digital four tracks, fucking regular four tracks, um, you know, and those little iOmega's discs get lost when you're fucking getting kicked out of an apartment or something. <laughs> so hold on to all that. That's dope. I mean, because like music is really the closest we can get to a time machine. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and you you hear music. You hear other people's music and it puts you back in a place in a time or a moment, but you hear your own and it's it's just like it's doper than a photo album at times. So yeah, that's true. It Play some like right looking, now. Looking back at old uh, pictures, it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, man. That's do- when when was the first when when was this like how many years ago? Thirty or so. Five, five, yeah, okay, five, not too six. Long. Five, six. Oh, I mean, the music's probably not that bad then, right? Nah. <laughs> it's <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah? <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. what, what was it? Were you guys just trying to find your voice? And, and, and I mean, for me, it was trying to find my style because I didn't sing back then. And he was I rapping think, about... No, the funny thing is, it, like, yeah. I, I was emulating, like, like uh, the Love Eminem. the Way You Lie, Eminem. Yeah. T- like, I've never been... At that point, I had never been in a serious like relationship or anything like that but everything i wrote was like a breakup like <laughs> angry <laughs> like <laughs> so i'm yeah. just trying to like you know emulate yeah. like and you used to like go go hard on rap like yeah now you sound chill but you're like yeah i'm like i can't <clears throat> believe you fucking blah blah like and i'm like yeah, all yeah that. So tight <laughs> 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 oh, that's such a different vibe i probably wouldn't yeah. like it too much yeah, right nah. like, yeah. I've, yeah. but but not just because it's you but just because i've never been one to care, care yeah, about yeah. like breakup yeah. music and shit like that mm-hmm. but oh that's dope man yeah and and if we could recap now or well, first let me let me ask you what where does viva ola come from what does it mean and what is kind of like viva ola doesn't mean anything first of all because it's just ma- it's just a made-up name made-up okay. name you know but it was like back in middle school i was playing like all the you know first person shooting kind of games you know like call of duty mm. battlefield what else counter-strike all that and you know i had a friend back then who we you know we used to play you know games 24 7 online and you know i was like you know i need a name just the easy handle name because i suck at like coming up with names and titles so and he was, you know, he writes novels back then. So, you know, he was like, hey, how about Viva with V caps, you know, all caps, no, no space, just Viva And I was Wonder like, that's cool. where he got that from. I don't know. Right. I mean, it, it, it seemed like a Spanish name, like, you know, Viva La. Yeah. Or, you know, like, but, but um, I didn't know what it meant, but I was like, oh, that just seems dope. It's just yeah, it's a good name. It's a yeah. good sounding name. Yeah. And, and I, it's probably because I've heard your music, but it suits it suits your sound. It does. It I mean, it's it's kind of weird because the music came first. I mean, the name was the first, but like you know, it was way after that. I went to Berkeley. I would you know study music, started making EP. You said Berkeley on the East Coast in Boston. Boston, yeah. School okay. of music, right? School of okay. music, yeah. That's like a really high level school of music. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know. Say. I don't say to myself. It's kind of weird. Nah. I'll I'll say it for you. Okay. Okay. This guy's a a musical genius. Oh (laughs) yeah. It's like you know John Mayer, Charlie Puth, all that. Oh, just John Mayer, right? Shit, that's pretty crazy, man. (laughs) Uh, So you must have been really fucking talented, or Or you uh, you are really talented, but you must have already from an early age, before even university, already had a a, a tremendous uh, ability to make music. Uh, I mean, I just enjoyed making music. Answer for him if you don't <laughs> want to flex, you know what nah. I mean? But that's what it sounds like to me, right? Yeah, because so he was talking about how at our school festivals he would do these, uh, you know, the doing band. like Zed or Alicia Keys songs. It was like him, 
this piano player and this singer and they they were just like the hype of, like everyone in the school were hyping them up every time we had a school festival everyone's looking forward to watching them perform so it was kind of like wow but at that time he wasn't singing he was just playing guitar mm. and the what's that the thing cajon, yeah the cajon the drums okay yeah. yeah i was like i don't know cajon yeah but okay yeah and you you were just playing playing an instrument yeah i was just playing and low-key arranging for the band you know but it, was, it wasn't too serious it was just like you know for fun what what was like the first didn't you start guitar somewhere else too like yeah i started with guitar when playing bass on my own just on my own and then drums because my brother plays drums so okay. he taught me how to play drums. older younger younger uh singing now piano a little bit i still don't know how to play piano properly though i don't i don't think you have to i mean but i just enjoy playing music overall when does the singing start to come into play? Uh, I think after going to Berkeley. So it's been like two years since I started singing professionally. That's it? Yeah. Wow. You ha- Do you have any training in singing? No. I train okay. myself. Yeah. I mean, because you, you have a, a, a very interesting register of mm-hmm. your voice. Would that be called like falsetto? Falsetto, head yeah. voice, yeah, all okay. that, whatever terminology. I, I, yeah. I don't know the terminology, which yeah, is yeah, why yeah. I ask, but um, it's one of the more kind of uh, interesting, I, mean, it, I guess it's interesting, but it stands out. It, it's one of the, the mm-hmm. things in your sound that sounds out. Yeah. At first, I, I was like, um, I wasn't sure if it was male or female voice, mm-hmm. but, but you know, listening to the music, it also kind of changes from, from track to track at times. But right, right. Uh, what, what kind of made you want to sing instead of rapping like Macklemore? <laughs> first of all i can't rap i mean you know i appreciate the culture i like the culture you know i like the idea of rap all that because i started off making beats as viola first and like the music but i think you know i, I don't know i like d'angelo all that in terms of singing and i think i was more drawn into singing than rapping like i had i had my you know rap stars in my you know in the and then at the all the singing you know legends but i think singing was more fascinating to me mm. and more it was because i think music is all about uh not transcending um delivering the emotion to the audience or to yourself or whoever you're writing to yeah. and i think singing was a thing for me but not rapping okay i mean rap is n- yeah you know, I, I, mean, I like could, rap. I, mean, yeah. I, I like the rhythm, rhythmic thing that's going on. That's why I like Michael Jackson. He's like singing, but also, I don't say rapping, but more rhythmic. Yeah, you know, funky you, style. When I first like, as I listened to a lot of your music, it reminded me of a like a dancier kind of like Maxwell, mm-hmm. actually, because you know he kind of has that high register in his voice uh, as well. I was like, oh, this is Maxwell. fucking fire. Yeah, Maxwell's. I gotta say, man, I, I just want to reiterate again that like your music's really fucking good. Thank you. It's, it's really, <laughs> yeah. really fucking. In fact, like, can I just play like a little bit here? Um, just, just as we're recording, um, we'll we'll do it again in the second part, of course. But Mm-mm. let me just let me just pull up something and play. Oh, I got a question here. Uh, there, there, there's one song right that you right. have. It's called One Another, mm. and it features Chris Keys. Mm. Is this the same Chris Keys that is also a hip hop producer? No. That just made an album with with Quelle Chris? No. 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 Okay. Curious. Same name. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me put on. This is a newer track, right? Um, Runaway. You just came up with a video for this. Yeah. Runway. Yeah. Runway. Excuse me. Runaway. Uh, Runway. The yeah. video is great. Thank you. The song is fucking great. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit about this? I or wait, let's let's play it for a second. Mm. Cool. Mm. 
You put the loop on it? On the yeah, I did, I did. This should make me feel good, man. seasonings man you know a little <laughs> bit of the japanese in there yeah sets it apart in another way it's it's a beautiful and, and incredible track like i to, to be honest with you i don't really i don't really sit with this genre too much in my personal time but mm -hmm. since discovering your music through wes and the rest of soul gasa just going through all of your uh catalogs mm -hmm. it, it's kind of been uh it, it's been like a mood modifier for me it's an air conditioner for me like mm -hmm. sometimes when i'm like yo today kind of trash i'll walk to the station with this and be like oh okay i forgot i live in tokyo and i forgot that it's like shit is really dope and sounds really good i look at the comments mm -hmm. on the video that you just released for this right. and they're just overwhelmingly positive and like yo i i saw this on instagram and came here i love this mm -hmm. my homegirl um Katie Entertainer, who was just on a few weeks ago, was like, what is this? This is, I need this. And it's like, that's the reaction that I've been getting from people, especially people that dance when mm -hmm. they hear a lot of your, your music. Right, right, right. So, I mean, props to you. Thank you. Yeah, this is you crazy. Know? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. There's a remix of it with an artist named Zin, which is yeah. also... I just saw that pop yeah. up uh, a couple weeks back, actually, on... Uh, I, I think I shared that on the podcast, too. I've, I've mm. shared your music... Um, maybe five five times wow, in the you. last few months yeah appreciate it yeah I, I don't know if people get tired of me like bigging up a lot of the same things <laughs> over and over again but just fucking deal with it yeah, yeah. you're just gonna have to deal with it because yeah. it's great man yeah how's uh I, I look at your your spotify plays or they're fucking going up you got several tens of thousands of plays um, every month mm. how's how's the reaction to the music been and it's and how do you feel about that it's been good i think for me, personally, the reaction's been like, you know, when I first started doing music, like, publicly, as Viola, it was, it was more like no reaction than a bad reaction. I mean, I think we all start from that. Like, you know, you know we put out music in the world and we're like, oh, yeah, it's my first track and then no one listens to it kind of thing. But now it's like, you know, it's not everyone, but there's a lot of people that listen to my, mu like, music, kind of jams to it. And it's nice that, like, you mentioned dancers because i love dancing it's not like i like i dance 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 but like whenever i perform on stage i'm i don't do you know those hand gestures I'm, i try to dance more than you know move to the you don't drums. have the hip-hop hand yeah, yeah. I'm, more, I'm more of like you know when it when it hits in the drums you know i stop as well with it just to show that you know i'm in the rhythm you know it's like i'm more like i'm like slave to the rhythm kind of thing you know so yeah, it's nice that people listen to my music. Have people like recognize you on the street yet? I mean, the way you cover, you, I wouldn't recognize you on the street now. The way that you're all covered up in incognito. Yeah. But yeah. I don't it's going to be happening soon. That, that that would suck though. You don't want that to happen. Yeah, that's why I'm 
have um, that's that's why that's why the hat you know it's a it's a hat but you got a distinctive style now that i mean i could tell even if i don't see your face from afar i'll be like oh i think it's my clothes yeah the hair especially Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that shit's pretty tight. I don't yeah. know if I could get away with that. I got the receiving <laughs> you know what I mean? But but yeah, it looks dope, man. You, you you're a really interesting like uh, artist, and uh, in and your appearance is even um, striking. Mm. Uh, like, uh, have you always been kind of a pink hair type of person? I like pink hair. I mean, I've never been. I never did pink till like a year ago. That was my first time I did my pink hair, and you know surprisingly i look good on it so i was like hey i should try it again yeah Yeah. it looks tight what what was he like in high school like he switched up yeah he was so different like yeah nah there's not a a A trace of me yeah Yeah. there's there's no it's not a single trace of high school viva left it's gone except for the glasses maybe yeah glasses just because just because my eyesight's kind of bad but okay i have my contacts on whenever i perform yeah yeah because it gets in the way yeah, he glowed up. Hey, I, I need to see. That's what I need to learn from the youth: how to glow up. Yeah. I still like. I still have a backpack on all the time. Like, <laughs> no, like backpacks are tight. Is backpack yeah, back tight? Is, yeah, I, those are tight. Yeah. Well, you see, like I was a a backpacker before backpacker became like a term for somebody that was into hip hop. Like mm-hmm. we just had like graffiti cans and tapes in there, yeah. and probably like a weapon and some weed. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Like that's the type of backpackers we were. Mm-hmm. But but I feel like my backpack when I got it on, it de-ages me by like five years, mm. and I'll never let it go. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> I like the backpack. Yeah, backpack's good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't need to. I won't go into like getting glow up tips from you guys on the <laughs> podcast. But if I could talk a little bit more about kind of like the fan base that has been developing, mm-hmm. uh, have you noticed um, like any reaction from people in Korea to your music? Is yeah. It, is that like a thing? I've had a few like Korean rappers that hit me up on Instagram because. They were like, you know, your music's dope. And I was like, hey, your music's dope as well. Because, you know, whenever them hit, they hit me up, like, I would listen to them on usually SoundCloud. Because Spotify and Apple Music's not a th- Actually, no, Spotify's a thing now in Korea. Like, two days ago. Oh. It wasn't until, like... Oh, they didn't have it? They, wow. didn't, they didn't have it. They had their own stuff, like, Melon, like, Neighbor, and all that, like, different services. But Like, KK Box? Isn't that one KK Box, yeah. No, KK Box not Korean, I don't think. I Chinese? Don't. I think it's Chinese, yeah. I like that though. I'd rather call my shit KK Box instead of Spotify. <laughs> like, I'm on that KK Box. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah, but you know, there were a few yeah, rappers mainly though. Rappers, dancers, not singers. Do it's they weird. do they hit you up knowing that you're Korean or Nah, they hit me up not knowing that I'm Korean. So I'll I'll tell that I'm actually Korean and they you know connect. Oh damn. Because you, you don't know. use a lot of Korean in your yeah. I don't. Uh, well, you know, though, like since I moved to Japan, my ability to kind of differentiate the small ethnic phenotype differences between the kind of quote unquote Asian races mm. has become better. And when I saw you, I was like, oh, he looked like a Korean cat. Yeah. But I also like some of my good friends in the States were also Korean cats. So there's like little distinct features that, that I was like, oh, he looks kind of Korean. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, now that you're older and and. And, you know, you, as you said, you were kind of like, consider yourself Japanese. You you grew up in Japan. It's mm. your, your first language and stuff. Is there any um, part of you that wants to recreate, uh, reconnect with, uh, like, a, the Korean aspect of your being? It seemed mm. like a deep-ass question. I don't need a deep-ass answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just be like, nah, fuck that. 
I like Bogogi, but you know the rest of it could just uh, hmm, reconnect. I think I've already reconnected. That's why it's kind of hard to answer because music wise, I think it's not it's not like straightforward answer. But like I think Korean music's more connected to Black culture than it isn't here in Japan. Yeah. Or even even if it is in Japan, like J- Japanese are not aware of it. They're not conscious of it. They're not conscious that. You know, we took part of black culture in our music or fashion or look or style, whatever it is. They, they definitely seem to be like as a whole, the culture seems a little bit more open to um, uh, multiculturalism. And, right, and right. you know, there's more like a, a, of an American footprint there than in Japan in a lot of ways, despite Japan really being like, you know, in like the entire modern Japanese society is informed by like a American colonialism, but right. Korea is like they're on the cutting edge of fashion, streetwear, mm. which is a distinctly type of an American approach to things. Yeah. Their hip hop and rap and even pop music culture is more stronger, reinforced by things outside of Korea mm. than within it. So maybe that's the thing. Yeah. I think am I just bullshitting all that? You feel like that's no, no, a little no. bit no, accurate. No, that's though? true. That's yeah. really. Right? I mean, that's uh, of course I'm not like fucking taking notes, but no, you're high key <laughs> yeah. speaking like facts right now. It's like that's a thing, and I think me being Korean and you know raising Korean family background, like I'm more aware of that than my Japanese country. Not you, not Wes, but like you know my like more. I want. I want. I want. I don't want to say more Japanese, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, people that grew up in Japan not knowing anything outside of Japan, and maybe not even Japan itself. Like, mm. there's so many people that not that's not aware of culture and scenes, like the importance of scene and culture, yeah, and appreciating like the roots of I, it. It reminds me of Miyachi released a song a couple months ago called Allergy, just kind of addressing like that type of thing about how Japanese rappers kind of take from the culture take from the music the fashion the style the language whatever but don't really pay attention to like you know where it comes from yeah and he was like kind of calling them out on it yeah i I like that i really respected that from him Mm -mm. he's one of the bigger like one of the bigger artists and, and one that a lot of the youth kind of um you know see as as like and not an icon maybe not an icon is not the word for it but he's very influential to the upcoming artists uh, these kids who are finding themselves within hip-hop culture while in japan and it's important that he kind of reminds them that there's there it hip-hop is a culture before it is a a um product or something to to yeah. put on you yeah. know so yeah that's dope man shout yeah. out to miyachi for real yeah yeah i think I think, but mainly my music, my fashion, and my, the way I behave as an artist, not like, you know, not real life, but like the way I behave publicly is more, more of, of a Korean than a Japanese. I mm. think, I think, I don't know about anyone that's, you know, that's appreciating my look or art or whatever. And they think it's Japanese, but it's mm. definitely more Korean than right. Japanese. Yeah, but I just I sing in J- Japanese because I identify as Japanese more. But that doesn't mean I want to act like Japanese, you know. Sure. Yeah. And well, I, I mean, put that out in the world. It's, like it's also kind of important to to really punctuate the idea that despite you being of Korean heritage, like 
that your experience is a Japanese experience mm -hmm. and the way that you're moving is a way that Japanese people can move. It's just that it's always contrasted against like what is a real Japanese person versus a person who will never be a real Japanese person. You right. are a real Japanese person in a sense that this is your home. This is where you grew up and this is what made you. But right. it's also a different a different an entirely different japanese so yes, yes. I, yeah i i get what you're saying mm -hmm. totally yeah. but but yeah i just want to i you know it's important to to also acknowledge that y your experience is a japanese experience mm -hmm. even though they try to tell you that it's not mm -hmm. and, and i worry about that with my own daughter and my homies who are also like black with half kids like they worry about that too but it's like yo my daughter that your daughter is japanese too even though other people try to tell that they're not. Yeah. You must have kind of that same type of experience too, Wes. Yeah. Cause but I, I think I spent a lot more time uh, not in Japan too. So I, th I feel like, because I, I lived in the States for seven years and then coming back after that, I really didn't feel Japanese. I felt like, you know, my language skills, Japanese language skills were way lower. So, mm. but after a while, I, I started to feel like, yeah, I am, I am Japanese. Word. Now, um, Let's talk about uh, what what you have planned. Is there anything coming up in the in the future for you? Uh, working on my album for this year. Ooh. So a, a, a release. Release this, this year? year, yeah. You got then, a title for it yet? Yeah, but I can't release it uh, yet. Yeah, I yet. mean, okay, okay, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. I promise I won't divulge it to the public. <laughs> tell me later. So yeah, I can I'll just tell be, later. I'll be yeah, like, yeah. We'll, but yeah. It, it is definitely more conceptual. Okay. Conceptual in a sense, like, not has nothing to do with the you know, all the roots and whatever we talked about. It's just something more like artistically conceptual, something I wanna wanted to talk about or sing about. And is it know, a full length? Is it going to be an LP? It's a full. Yeah, it's like it's gonna be like ten songs. I can I can say that. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna have appearances by the Soul Gossip Crew. Uh still thinking. You know, I'm not too sure. So working but, it out. Yeah, still working it out. I think I've collabed with West too many times, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> like, not even as Vivola, like, just, you know, yeah, if it's not I Vivola, I've, I've worked on you with, like, like 10 songs, maybe, more songs. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and only, like, a fraction of those have been released, probably. Yeah, professionally released. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any, um, like, wish list collaborations that you would like to have? Oh, there's so many. That's hard. That's that's. The, I think that's the the most difficult question today of the, of the day. I don't know. Well, I mean, you live in Tokyo. I fully expect, unless you walk away like, yo, that shit was hella whack, Wes. I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> I kind of expect you to come back at some point. I would love if after the album drops, you can come by and yeah. maybe discuss it again. I, I think. I mean, is this is this collaboration in Japan or? everywhere i mean just in general like you as an artist like i i you can't collaborate with michael jackson you know what i mean true, but that's true but yeah. like uh, I, I was just curious if there's anybody um for the album that you would like to hopefully maybe get on there or something like that uh maybe in the future i want to work with kid freshno okay yeah he's Japanese dope he's around dope. yeah he's yeah. around i think that's a completely possible collaboration mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i feel that a way about like most of the japanese artists though like um, Wes was talking about how dope Daichi was. I'm like, y'all should have a track together, and I'm yeah. certain that can happen. Yeah. I, I yeah. imagine that will happen, you know. So, so yeah, that's dope, man. Um, do you have any idea around what quarter this album's gonna drop? Fourth quarter, third? 
I, I just ask because I imagine people are going to Google your name and be like, oh, there's an interview, and they're going to listen. They're going to hope right, to right, have right, that right. T- tidbit of information. I mean, by summer, I think. Hopefully hey. by summer. That's what's up. Yeah. No, he works quick. Like, he, he works fast. I mm-hmm. admire that. Getting slower every year, though. Yeah. Like, you know, trying to chill. I've been pushing too much, I think. Oh, yeah. And I think that's mentally bad mm. for me. So I've been trying to chill and, like, take my time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, before we kind of get out of here, um, I know that the coronavirus is getting crazy. Mm. In fact, I have been reluctant to kind of schedule more podcast recording. But you guys have any upcoming shows, any online lives or anything planned uh, with the Soul Gossip crew uh, coming up? Let me see. I I don't remember my schedule, so I'm just going to check right now. Sure, check it out. And I'll, in the meantime, I'll go ahead and give a PSA. The mm. homie Kojo just dropped a new album called Ill Scott, and you can find that on KK Box or <laughs> probably Spotify. <laughs> uh, I actually don't know if it's on KK Box. Don't get mad at me if you look there and it's not there. But um, he has a new, a, a new track, a new album that is called... Um, uh, Ill Scott, I'm guessing it's like a Jill Scott type yeah. of reference. But um, here goes a track off of it called Kill Laxation. And um, Lax is with three X's. And this is an Ilmore remix. I kind of like this. It's also featuring Slack, who is dope. Shout out to Kojo. I haven't seen that fool in a whole minute. He's really incredible. So I'll play a couple of seconds of this. Beat is really dope. And Kojo, you and Kojo would be dope too, man. He'd be singing, he'd be oh, killing shit, it, man. He's yeah. so dope. Forget about the bag. Forget about your bag. Think you need to blaze all day. To blow some time away. Hey, forget about the bag. I like this. Forget about your bag. Yo, Kojo's voice is actually really nice. He can sing for a fucking yeah. New York. Like, he don't... He speak like he fell out of a Wu-Tang video, <laughs> but he can fucking sing his ass off. He's incredible. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, the homie Devin Morrison, just uh, he just dropped the, the instrumentals to the album Bussing, the blow-up phenomenal album. Check that out because it's really good. And I'll play a little bit of a piece of uh, a little piece of uh, no, just since we're doing that. That 90s R&B vibe. Yeah. Oh, 80s R&B. Two of my favorite peoples. Almost like, like 2000, like neo soul kind of vibe. Yeah. I think he uses a lot of like um, chord progressions from like 80s R&B too. He's got a really kind of like. It's like a a neo type of soul, but in the sense of it's like old soul, but kind of a re. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's incredible. Was he based Incre- in Japan? He he was here for a whole minute actually. This is where I met him. Uh, we I, th- I feel like we did episode like 31 with him or something like that. So this is a few years back, and he um he moved to Los Angeles where he's working with Mind Design a lot and a lot of those cats and like it, it's really been incredible seeing his star rise because he's still very much an 
independent underground artist but the recognition that he's getting from huge artists is beautiful to see you go to his you you go to youtube and you'll see a variety of people um who are playing his songs on other instruments which just really speaks to um the musicality that's there the, the high level of uh, uh art man he's just fucking great so i'm gonna, I'm gonna get into his music after. please do that man he's great and, and I want to stress to all of the listeners, I say this all the time, you guys know, if you want to get more of my anti-capitalist fucking stances, go check me out on the This Is Not Information podcast, where I'm there with my brothers and sisters talking about a lot of politics, and I get into my Marxist bag on there, but support local and independent art, man, like... If you only got $9 a month to spend on music, put that $9 into an artist on a Friday on Bandcamp so they can get the majority of that money and steal the rest of your music. Just pirate it and then support an artist uh, with your $9 if you can. So, so yeah, shout out to, um, to all the independent artists again. So, now, upcoming shows. So, I have one that's going to be on air on YouTube. Uh, I think February 28th. It's, I'm not too sure yet. I think it might be 27, 28, you know, on those weekends. I have a few shows on March live. Hopefully this is going to happen. I don't know because it's the Corona, you know, but hopefully it's going to happen. Yeah. And then May. Oh, we yeah. We might be going to Osaka for outdoor yeah, park. We. Oh, tight. Wes and I, yeah. Yeah. We oh, went okay. there last year for yeah. in October. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope that works out. You said May? Yeah. Yeah, May. I hope that works out for you. I'm, yeah. I'm really trying to be optimistic about this whole coronavirus situation, yeah. but it's kind of hard to do that when you see, like, the political leaders getting caught up at the fucking snack bar, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Y'all closing down the damn fucking gusto, but you over there with the ladies? I know. Bro. Yeah. All right. Well, shoot, man, I want to go ahead and thank you guys. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap up this first half of the podcast. Um, tune in to our listeners. Tune in to part two where we're going to play some more music. I'm going to ask some questions about his uh, Viva Ola and Wes's approach to production and working together and things like that. Um, immediately right now, if you're not doing it already, go follow them on their social media places, which is I'm going to have them tell you now. Mm. Wes, you want to start? Where can we find you online? At Wesley Atlas on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel on, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, check out that new Minestrone. Yeah. Is it Minestrone or Minestrone? Minestrone, Minestrone, oh. yeah. yeah. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Clubhouse, if you have one. Oh, y'all uh, Clubhousing? Clubhousing, yeah. Uh, Viva Ola, but the O is zero. So Viva okay. Zero LA. Check Dang. me out. Yeah. yeah, man, Mega Late Show, episode number 140. Um, also, go check out the rest of the Soul Gossip guys. I can only tell you so much that they're dope. I've done it so many times, and if you're not following them already, you are making mistakes. Um, we'll get out of here right now, man. This is a track by the homie Geno and um, the Melatonin crew. They're out here in Tokyo. This one is called Day Tripping, and uh, see y'all soon. Go put that little black dress on. I like your pearls and your curls, girl. Let's go and hit a restaurant. In the car, we can listen to some fresh songs. You're looking better than ever. Better than every girl in this world, yeah. You know, I'll always be there for you. Because I love when we're together, huh? And you're a vision of beauty, a perfect specimen. My special friend and a blessing to men. Got a smile so radiant. The lady in my life, stop and hate. Would you like nice in your stunning shades? Some of
days, long winter nights. Now we can intertwine minds and bodies and sip vintage wine. I want you in the worst way. I'm amazed, gazing at you, proper gift from the universe. She with a skirt, you know you should just come on. And I'm missing it. In week two, I barely got to speak. 